You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Blood glucose levels are traditionally measured by the finger prick method. A device will take a drop of blood from your finger between 6 to 10 times a day and will measure the glucose level in, in your blood. However, a new technology called a continuous glucose monitor will allow people with diabetes to go about their lives without having to stop multiple times a day to test the glucose levels. I spoke to Otago University professor Ben Wheeler about the technology. What is a continuous glucose monitor? Continuous glucose monitors are really the new gold standard way to measure glucose. So traditionally, uh, we finger pricked, uh, with a wee prick on the end of a finger to get blood. And then after a minute or two, you get a glucose value. Uh, before that, you used to do urine testing. And so the new gold standard is a continuous glucose monitor. It's a little hair-thin filament that gets planted under the skin and then you wear a transmitter on top of the skin, you know, with some glue stuck to the skin, and that sends your glucose data to normally a mobile phone or an insulin pump. What looks like a phone or an iPod on the side of your belt? The insulin pump is a little bit like that, a little bit like a pager or a very small cell phone that you might wear on your belt, or some people, you know, tuck it in their clothes or in a, in a pocket. So that carries the insulin that delivers into your body to treat diabetes. The continuous glucose monitor is more like a sort of a $2 coin stuck on your arm. Uh, So sometimes you see people with a little patch on the back of their arm or on their belly, uh, and that's where they wear their continuous glucose monitor. The monitor is attached to your skin, and then it kind of is attached to the insulin pump, and it'll give a, like a little signal out, and then it will give a little pump of insulin. Is that correct? Yeah, well, that's right. well, it sends the signal to the pump via Bluetooth usually, so they're not actually physically connected, but they're all you know using you know transmitter functions to talk to each other. How often do people have to do the blood pricking finger procedure? Yeah, so before we had continuous glucose monitoring, we recommend that people test their finger prick glucose at least six to ten times a day. So, so that means that they're stopping all of their activities, checking their glucose, and, and each time they do that, it takes a minute or longer, and so they're constantly stopping and starting their day uh, all, all the time. Uh, so continuous glucose monitoring gives them a continuous stream of data onto their mobile phone so it can give uh, them you know, minute-to-minute glucose but it also gives alarms so it can tell them when they're dangerously low, can tell them when they're dangerously high uh, and it can also talk to the pumps so that they can have an artificial pancreas essentially so become a cyborg. And so this means you wouldn't necessarily have to stop about six or ten times a day. You can can just go about your day. Yeah, absolutely. It's life-changing for people with diabetes. You know, this is type 1 diabetes, life-changing for them to wear those sensors. Uh, That means that they, yeah, they can live their lives much more normally and also without fear. So they worry about hypoglycemia, seizures, collapsing, becoming unconscious. All of those things are largely prevented by wearing that modern technology. And so you said it's associated with type 1 diabetes, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So so type 1 diabetes is the type that, that children and young adults get. Uh, it, ha- it occurs in about one in every 500 or so uh, children in, in New Zealand. Um, it's caused by the auto, by our immune systems 
uh, going a little bit overactive and attacking the cells in the body that make insulin. And so once those cells are destroyed, you develop diabetes because you can't make insulin anymore. The other main type of diabetes is type 2 diabetes, and that's you still make insulin, but the way the body responds to insulin isn't as good, so you have a resistance to the action of insulin. And, uh, and that's the type that most adults have. So at least nine out of every 10 adults would have that type of diabetes. Because it's not funded by Pharmac, how much would it usually cost? Yeah, the very cheapest one, it's not um, what we call real time, it's slightly different. It costs about two to $2,500 a year. Uh, finger pricking costs about $1,000 a year or just under. Uh, and the the type of continuous glucose monitor we really want funded, it costs about four to four and a half thousand dollars a year. And is that because you have to replace what's inside? Is that essentially it? Yeah, that's right. It's a consumable. So the, we sense uh, between every seven to fourteen days, you have to throw it away and put a new one on your body. They they stop working after a, a number of after seven to fourteen days, depending on the type. Though those sensors now are funded pretty much everywhere that we compare ourselves to, but uh, New Zealand still lags miles behind. With regards to the continuous glucose monitor, you said it's like a $2 coin on your arm. Does it have like a battery in it? Yeah, it's got, it's got a very small battery, and that battery um, powers the, the electrical signals, but also the transmitter, which sends it to the pump. And you talked about a kind of a very small filament. Is that just underneath the skin or is it attached to, say, a blood vessel? Or yeah, it's, it's just less than a centimetre long and it's stuck in the fat that's underneath the skin. Um, and it's about the same width as a hair from your head. So it's very, very fine, very, very clever. And it just sits in the fat, so it doesn't really hurt to put that in. And there's a wee needle that helps insert that and then is pulled away. Uh, and it leaves that little filament behind in the body. That's quite incredible to have a needle the size of a hair. How does such a small piece of filament test for glucose yeah, levels? Glucose, it's super clever. Basically, there's a chemical reaction that goes on in, the, in and around that wee filament. Little glucose um, passes through the, the little thin membrane around that filament. It causes a, a reaction and it makes um, hydrogen peroxide and that hydrogen peroxide creates hydrogen ions, and those hydrogen ions create a little bit of electrical charge, and that electrical charge travels up the filament, and then the computer can turn it, the electrical signal into a glucose number, so it's extremely clever. When was it first designed and created? Well, we've been doing urine glucose testing. That was the first thing that happened in the 1940s and 1950s. Then from the 1980s to 2014 or so, we primarily used finger pricking. And then in New Zealand from 2014 onwards, we've been increasingly using continuous glucose monitoring. So again, finger pricking to me now is a bit like um, urine testing in the old days. So, you know, it's, it's really um, the same sort of technological jump. You know, we, we sometimes laugh a little bit about the idea of people testing their urine for glucose. Well, in my mind, testing their finger prick for glucose is a bit like that now. Does that usually happen with finger pricking, that it kind of has adverse effects on people with diabetes? Well, that's right. It's painful. It's slow, but it also scars the end of the fingers over time. You know, if you imagine you're doing that 10 times a day for, say, 80 years of your life, if you're lucky to live that long, 
uh, yeah, it can have damaging effects to the end of your fingers. That, that's probably the least of your worries, but it's a substantial burden uh, doing it. People with diabetes, type 1 diabetes in New Zealand at the moment, if you're diagnosed before the age of 10, they lose about 14 to 17 and a half years of their life. So very substantial uh, impact on their quality of life, but also on the years of their life. And that's really a reflection of traditional diabetes therapy. And so it's you know absolutely essential that we find better ways to manage diabetes uh, to reduce that substantial burden. That was Otago University Professor Ben Wheeler talking about continuous glucose monitors. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.